Hi there, food eaters. This is Mel Weinstein, host of the Food Labels Revealed podcast and the self-professed prophet of processed foods. This is the only podcast in the world dedicated to educating people about ingredients and processed foods. Welcome to this, the 11th show. This program is a continuation of the 10th show. In fact, it's part two, which dealt with the ingredients found in three of the most popular energy drinks, Monster Energy, Red Bull, and Rockstar. If you want to get the skinny on the ingredients that wind up in energy drinks, I urge you to listen to that podcast. For today's show, I am going to address the benefits and detriments of energy drinks. What do they do for us? Are they harmful? Should they only be sold as adult drinks? Should there be severe warning labels on them, like those on cigarette packages? Then, towards the end of the show, I'll briefly examine two alternative forms of energy-enhancing drinks, namely energy drops and energy shots. If you haven't heard this podcast before, here's some information about it. My hosting website is Podbeam, P-O-D-B-E-A-N, and all the episodes and show notes can be obtained there. The web address is www.podbean.com, or by searching online for the phrase, Food Labels Revealed. The first 10 episodes can also be found on my YouTube channel. So, if you prefer listening with an accompanying slideshow, search for Food Labels Revealed at the YouTube website. And, of course, you can listen to the show on your smartphone or tablet by downloading the podcast on any of your favorite apps like Apple's Podcast, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and others. If you are so inclined, drop me a note with questions or comments at this email address, foodlabelsrevealed at gmail.com. That's all one string, foodlabelsrevealed at gmail.com. Also, if you could leave a review, good or bad, at the iTunes store, I would greatly appreciate it. On with the show. At the end of episode number 10, I risked my life by downing a can of Monster Energy, a full 16 ounces. Well, uh, saying that I risked my life was a bit of an exaggeration. But, being my first energy drink, I, I didn't know what to expect. Here's a replay of that event. Fruity odor to it. Let's try it here. Hmm. Kind of tastes like cough syrup. It's not a not a bad taste. So those uh, natural flavors that were unrevealed earlier uh, are actually a kind of a good combination of, uh, like I said before, like a fruity, sweet taste to it. Really not bad. Well, I'm back live, so to speak. At first taste, Monster was pretty good, and it reminded me of a weakly carbonated diluted cherry syrup, similar to the cough medicine my mom gave me as a kid, which of course wasn't carbonated. I always did like that sickeningly sweet cough syrup, but I'd never quaffed a whole bottle of it before. After a few sips of Monster, the taste got pretty old, and it took me an hour to guzzle the whole can. The color of the beverage was a pale brown, 
Since you're listening to me now, you know that the drink was not lethal. However, there were several side effects. Since I imbibed around 8.30 p.m., I did experience a difficult time getting to sleep that night. It was rough, maybe getting only a few hours sleep for the whole night. No doubt, the 160 milligrams of caffeine that I consumed did its job. If I had been thinking, I should have drunk it early in the morning. In the first few hours after drinking Monster, I did feel hyped up. I had a muscle tremor in my left arm, a rather unusual condition. I didn't experience any other effects. There was no stomach ache, no headache, no pains, no other mental effects, and I didn't turn into a werewolf. By the next morning, all noticeable effects were gone. So, I can say with personal confidence that the Monster Energy Drink did not leave any lasting harmful effects. But are these drinks harmful in general? Do they have any benefits? Should the government regulate who can buy them? There's a great information source on the internet called CaffeineInformer.com. Take a note of that. CaffeineInformer.com. They list 398 energy drinks in their database. Much of the content of this podcast came from that website. It's very organized and comprehensive. If you want to know anything about caffeine and energy drinks, that's the go-to place. You can learn about caffeine in foods, drinks, or medicines. There's even a caffeine calculator, which will tell you, based on your body weight and the drink being consumed, how much caffeine you should take into your system. For example, I typed in Monster Energy and my weight as 150 pounds, and I was informed that I should not consume more than 2.6 cans per day, and also that 64 cans, can you imagine 64 cans, would be lethal. There is also data on foods and medicines. For example, I love dark chocolate, the kind that's very bitter and high in cacao. The brand called Cacao Midnight with 86% cacao came in at 152 milligrams of caffeine per 3.6 ounce bar. Pretty close to the amount of caffeine in the monster drink. For a medicine, I looked up the popular anti-drowsiness product, Nodose, which has 200 milligrams of caffeine per tablet, equivalent to about one and a fourth cans of monster energy. Novartis, the company that makes no-dose, actually sells a no-dose energy shot that contains 115 milligrams of caffeine and a little less than two ounces. They recommend not drinking more than two of these shots each day. Throughout this program, I'm going to give some quotes from people whose testimony I found on the internet. I realize that these comments are not verifiable and don't pass scientific muster, but they are people's opinions, and I think they will shed some light on the question of whether energy drinks are good or bad from a personal perspective. So, keeping on the positive side, let's start with the benefits of consuming energy drinks. I scoured the internet in search of positive comments, but, quite frankly, it was difficult to find them. Most of the positive comments were posted by the energy drink companies themselves, so I really didn't trust those sources. A good site to check out was Amazon.com. 
So many of the quotes you'll hear in the podcast came from customer reviews of Monster Energy, Red Bull, or Rockstar at the Amazon.com site. So what are the benefits of energy drinks? Well, caffeine plays the primary role in the benefits category as it affects cognitive performance, which can include increased attention and reaction speed. There is also some evidence for increased endurance and power. Energy drinks produce feelings of alertness, wakefulness, and productivity. One customer states, quote, Maybe it's all my years in the U.S. Army infantry on long night guard shifts, or maybe the lack of sleep during field training, but Monster Energy was always there for me in those hard times. She helped me stay awake and also tasted great at the same time. End of quote. A father wrote, quote, I ordered Monster Energy for my daughter, who was away at school. They kept her going for finals. End of quote. A student stated, quote, When I graduate, I'm sending a thank you note to the Monster Energy Company. The 16-ounce Monster has been the most reliable study buddy that I could have asked for. End quote. So... Let's uh, list some benefits here. Number one, since energy drinks are served cold, they are typically consumed faster than hot drinks containing caffeine, like coffee or tea, so the caffeine gets into the bloodstream sooner to achieve a quicker energy surge. Number two, energy drinks come in a variety of flavors, increasing their appeal to consumers. Besides caffeine, Energy drinks offer other energy ingredients like taurine, B vitamins, ginseng, glucuronolactone, which some people believe enhance their effects. Number three, money-wise, energy drinks are cheaper than gourmet coffees like Starbucks. Number four, athletes tend to recover faster from exercise because of the caffeine and carbohydrates in energy drinks. There are many athletes who prefer to drink a cold beverage after a workout as opposed to a hot one. Number five, and the last one, low doses of caffeine cause increased alertness and decreased fatigue. In moderate doses, caffeine may reduce symptoms of depression and lower suicide risk. From a young mother, quote, I drink Red Bull for two reasons. The first is that it is my drink of choice when I need caffeine. I don't drink coffee. With young kids in the house, I don't get the sleep I need. And I need a pick-me-up often. At least I'll blame it on the kids. The second is that I find it helps me focus. I'm able to stay focused on a topic for a longer period of time when I'm drinking or after drinking this stuff. I find that drinking tea or soda doesn't have the same effect. End of quote. From another enthusiast, quote, Red Bull gives you wings. Like the ad says, it truly does give you wings. The perfect upper for when you are feeling like the world is coming down on you. End of quote. And finally, another guy says, quote, this stuff is amazing. I love it. What more can I say? It's like liquid crack without the downsides. End of quote. Take note here. Ironically, reading the Amazon reviews, I didn't find one comment, not one, from an athlete 
claiming that an energy drink had boosted their performance, and that's and that's really where the energy drink manufacturers focus their attention in their advertising and marketing campaigns. Okay, let's look at the flip side. Are there downsides to energy drinks? One hint comes from the fact that when energy drinks were first commercialized, they were sold as dietary supplements. The FDA defined dietary supplements as products that included vitamins, minerals, herbs, amino acids, or other botanicals. Energy drinks fit that description. One way you can tell a dietary supplement from a conventional food or beverage is by looking at the nutrition label on the container. Dietary supplements have a panel called supplemental facts, or supplement facts, I should say, whereas foods have a panel called nutrition facts. Between 2004 and 2012, the FDA received reports of five deaths occurring after the consumption of Monster Energy. The reports did not prove that Monster Energy caused the deaths, but they certainly did raise some questions. In December 2011, a 14-year-old girl by the name of Inez Fournier drank two 24-ounce cans of Monster Energy within 24 hours and died six days later of cardiac arrhythmia due to caffeine toxicity. She consumed a combined total of 475 milligrams of caffeine. The girl did have a fairly common pre-existing heart condition called valve prolapse, as well as a condition called Ehlers-Danlos syndrome, probably pronouncing that incorrectly, uh, a genetic disorder affecting the joints. The parents of Inez Fournier filed a wrongful death lawsuit against the Monster Energy Company in 2013. The trial was supposed to start in August 2015, but there has been no publicized outcome. It's speculated that the company probably settled out of court for an undisclosed amount of money. Coincidentally, in early 2013, the Monster Energy Company switched from marketing their, marketing their product as a dietary supplement to marketing it as a beverage. That change brought about some interesting consequences. The manufacturer of a dietary supplement has to tell federal regulators about incidents linking its products to deaths or injuries. Not so for a food or beverage. So Monster Energy no longer had to keep track of medical problems related to the consumption of their beverages. Also, by labeling their product as a beverage, it would qualify for purchase by people on a gov government-subsidized food stamp program. On the downside for the Monster Energy Company, they no longer could report the ingredients as proprietary. They had to list all the ingredients on the nutrition's facts label, and all the ingredients had to be FDA-approved for food consumption. Also in 2013, the energy drink industry suffered a setback when several U.S. senators published a report called 
Buzzkill, subtitled, A Survey of Popular Energy Drinks Finds Majority of the Market Unwilling to Make Commitments to Protect Adolescents. The report cited seven key findings, which I'll briefly summarize here, and I'll condense them together. See the show notes for a link to the full report. Here it is. Eight of the 12 responding companies constituting over 90% of the market declined to stop advertising to youth under the age of 18. Only one company committed to completely end advertising to under 18-year-olds. All but one company agreed not to market, though, in K-12 through school settings. Four of the 12 companies did not agree to report adverse effects from drinking their products. All companies did agree to take some measures to inform consumers about the caffeine content in their drinks and the problems associated with consuming energy drinks along with alcohol and drugs. Now that brings me to the warning label on energy drinks. I'll use Monster Energy as an example, but all the major players have something similar on their containers. And it reads like this, quote, Consume responsibly. Not recommended for children, people sensitive to caffeine, pregnant women, or women who are nursing, end quote. Having read you the warning label, I've got something really mind-blowing to tell you. So get close to your audio device. I don't want you to miss this. If you're driving, just crank the volume up and keep your eyes on the road. Here it is. Any kid with cash in hand can walk into a grocery or convenience store or bodega and walk out with any energy drink they want. No store employee will stop them or question them. So, what's the damn point of having a warning about kids purchasing any energy drinks on the containers if there is no enforcement? Are kids going to regulate themselves? I don't think so. Now, why is that a big deal, you might ask? Well, here's why. The European Food Safety Authority estimates that 68% of adolescents and 18% of children under 10 years of age, that's 18%, consume energy drinks. These kids have lower body weights than adults. So the recommended daily limits of caffeine are much lower. For example, kids aged 10 to 12 should consume no more than 85 milligrams of caffeine. From ages 7 to 9, the limit is 63. And from ages 4 to 6, the limit is 45. Now that 45 is slightly more than a 12-ounce Coca-Cola. The Journal of Pediatrics has published papers linking the consumption of energy drinks by teenagers to higher risks of strokes, heart palpitations, seizures, and sudden deaths, particularly in kids who have health issues like diabetes, heart disease, and hyperactivity disorders. The way the energy drinks are marketed Teenagers can mistakenly believe that energy drinks are as innocuous as sports drinks. Throughout this part of the program, I will quote statements made by people at the Caffeine Reporter website. Here's a freshman in high school, quote, 
On school days, I drink one to three monsters. On weekends and break, I may not even drink one at all due to the fact that they're so expensive. I've only been doing this for maybe a month now, but I can't stop. I drink them to be more cheerful and happy. I take Adderall, a drug to treat narcolepsy and ADHD. I stopped Adderall for two weeks because when I drink Monster, I feel like crap. But I just got a change in dosage and it was decreased dramatically. So I can conquer my depression and continue to drink Monster. I hardly eat anymore. It's slowly becoming a problem. I'm noticing how it is, and I'm afraid I'll have a heart attack in the middle of class one day. But I just love how happy and energetic it makes me, so I can't stop. I've lived with depression for years, and now finally I'm happy, and I can't quit this. End of quote. Let's look at some specific health issues dealing with energy drinks. They fall into two general categories, physical and psychological. First, the physical effects. Number one, a study showed that energy drinks cause more forceful heart contractions, which could be harmful to some with certain heart conditions. Here's what Johnny says, quote, I've been drinking Red Bull since I was 19. I am now 42. I was drinking 15 cans a day for three years, and then one night I had a fit on the floor. I cut down to 8 to 10 cans a day. It's so hard to stop when you walk into a shop and it's the only drink you reach out for. I wake up in the night to have a can and then I go back to sleep. I have just come out of the hospital after having chest pains. I was put on a heart monitor for two days. So now it's time to stop drinking them. Red Bull or my life. It's so hard to walk into a shop and reach for a bottle of water and not the can. Beware, this drink is dangerous. End of quote. All right, number two. A 2016 study showed that 18 to 40 year olds who drank energy drinks had a significant increase in their QTC interval, which is a marker of abnormal heart rhythm risk. Irela says this about energy drinks, quote, I've been drinking them since I was 15 and started to get arrhythmia when I was 16. Now I'm 22 and still drink regularly. Sometimes I lay in bed and get some serious arrhythmia attacks, and I think that's it. Then I survive and tell myself that I will finally have to stop. But the next day, I drink another can. Number three. Too many energy drinks can lead to severe headaches from the caffeine withdrawal symptoms. Changing the amount of caffeine you ingest daily can cause more frequent headaches. Number four, those with two different genetic variations in their adenosine receptors are prone to feeling increased anxiety when consuming caffeinated beverages, such as energy drinks. Larger doses of caffeine can even spur full-blown panic attacks. Number five, energy drinks do a good job of keeping people awake, but when abused, they can cause some people to miss sleep altogether. This lack of sleep causes impaired functioning and can be dangerous to drive or perform other concentration-heavy tasks. 
Number six, some of the ingredients in energy drinks can interact with prescription medications, especially medications taken for depression. Number seven, too much caffeine from energy drinks causes some people to shake and be anxious. This can interfere with performing needed tasks or cause emotional issues. Brenda testifies that, quote, I work part-time at a store, and I drink about three cans while I am working six-hour shifts. Plus, I'm a mother of five kids, with the oldest being seven. I am constantly busy all day, every day, and I drink about six to eight cans. I can't stop. Nothing helps. I have really bad headaches and shakes when I don't have them. I am starting to have chest pains and stomach pains, but I can't stop drinking them. Number eight, caffeinated products like energy drinks can elevate a person's blood pressure. For those with normal blood pressure, this isn't concerning, but those with already elevated blood pressure could be placing themselves at risk of stroke and other health problems related to hypertension if they consume too many energy drinks in a short period of time. Number nine, caffeine increases basal metabolic rate in adults. In postmenopausal women, high caffeine consumption can accelerate bone loss. Number 10, caffeine in low doses may cause weak bronchodilation for up to four hours in asthmatics. Now here are some uh, psychological effects. Caffeine can have negative effects on anxiety disorders. According to a 2011 literature review, caffeine use is positively associated with anxiety and panic disorders, but at high doses, typically greater than 300 milligrams, caffeine can both cause and worsen anxiety. For some people, discontinuing caffeine use can significantly reduce anxiety. A lady by the name of Lisa says, quote, I started to drink Monster Energy six years ago when I was on interferon treatments for hepatitis C. I did get cured, but now I have an energy drink addiction. I am at the point where I get really depressed and cry and fight with my boyfriend after I drink Monster for a few days in a row. I have maybe two or three in a day, but my joints and muscles are getting sore. When I try to stop and don't drink it for about a week, all the symptoms disappear. But then I think it's okay to drink a monster or rock star, and the cycle starts all over again. End of quote. A person by the name of the initials AB shared the following: I have been a I've been drinking Green Monsters daily, 2009 to 2010. It is now the beginning of 2016. I see a decline in my physical health at the age of 25. About a year ago, I started to notice pains in my chest and massive headaches. I also started noticing how dehydrated I have become. Months later, I began to notice my arms and feet going numb constantly. I have attempted to quit on multiple occasions, but with an allergy to tea and a distaste for coffee, I have continued despite the issues. Now I have constant heart palpitations and am now developing intestinal pains and bladder issues. Every time I don't drink a can for a few days, I start to gain weight like crazy. I also have been noticing the effects on my mental stability, 
while going up and coming down off of them. Paranoia, depression, and anger are the major issues. I do not recommend daily energy drinks to anyone. Not safe. Now, there are some particular uh, cautions for pregnant women. There are three of these. Number one, pregnant women need to be concerned while consuming energy drinks where caffeine intake exceeds 200 milligrams per day. Number two, although the evidence that caffeine may be harmful during pregnancy is equivocal, there is some evidence that the hormonal changes during pregnancy slow the metabolic clearance of caffeine from the system, causing a given dose to have longer-lasting effects, as long as 15 hours in the third trimester. Finally, number three, there is also some evidence that caffeine intake by pregnant women is associated with a higher risk of giving birth to a low-weight baby. Lastly, unrelated to health effects, I want to say something about cost. Energy drinks tend to be much more expensive than just plain carbonated beverages, which can place a financial burden on people of lower means, particularly teenagers. Of course, that situation worsens if an addiction develops. Here's what James has to say. Quote, I have about four monsters a day. I realize I can't stop. That's around $70 a week on energy drinks. But if I try and stop, I get headaches. And I'm angry towards everybody. End of quote. Here's one last thing about energy drinks. Some of the names of these products are outlandish and downright scary. There are companies that go to ridiculous lengths to hook people on their products. For example, Redox Beverages created a drink called cocaine. I'm not kidding. It's called cocaine. The makers claim that their drink, with 280 milligrams of caffeine per 8.4 ounce can, is 350% stronger than Red Bull. The can has a statement on it. Quote, Warning. This beverage should be consumed by responsible adults. Failure to adhere to this warning may result in excess excitement, stamina, fun, and possible feelings of euphoria. End of quote. This energy drink is easily obtained from the Amazon store. Australia and New Zealand have banned it. To finish out this program, I want to mention two other types of energy enhancing products. First up are energy drops, with Mio as an example. Mio is spelled capital M, little i, capital O. Mio is a liquid beverage mix owned by Kraft Foods. Its intended use is as a liquid water enhancer to flavor water, carbonated water, or other beverages. But sold as the product called Mio Energy, it's also used to provide a quick energy jolt. The product comes in a 1.52 ounce container. The contents are concentrated, so the consumer just adds about a half a teaspoon, which is 1 18th of a bottle, to 8 ounces of water. That's about 50 drops. In my grocery store, there are a mind-boggling 24 varieties of Mio with various flavors, herbs, caffeine, and vitamin combinations. Each container costs $3.99. Quite a bit of money 
for just a little over 1.5 ounces. But of course, if you follow the instructions, you'll get 18 servings, which comes down to about 22 cents a glass. I examined the Mio Energy Akai Berry Storm variety with natural flavorings. The ingredient list is as follows. Water, citric acid, malic acid, caffeine, less than 2% of the following, taurine, guarana extract, ginseng extract, parentheses panics, niacinamide, vitamin B6, vitamin B12, natural flavors, sucralose, asulfame, potassium as sweeteners, sodium citrate, potassium citrate, gum arabic, red 40, blue 1, potassium sorbate as preservative. There are a whopping 19 ingredients in that little plastic container. Many of the ingredients are similar to those found in the energy drinks like Monster Energy. So I'm not going to discuss them here since I went into excruciating detail in the previous show. So I'll just refer you to episode number 10. Now, Kraft does include some other things like sucralose and asulfame potassium, which are artificial sweeteners. There's actually no sugar in this product. It's sugar-free. All the sweetness is provided by the highly processed and industrialized chemicals. Let's be clear. Sucralose and asulfame potassium are not foods. They are synthetic chemicals, originally made in labs. Sucralose was the ingredient of the day in episode number 7, where it was described in Pillsbury's Toaster Strudel. So you can get the full story on sucralose by searching for that program. Concerning asulfame potassium, that's another big subject and will require some time to discuss. So I'll put that off until the next time we see it in a processed food item. Kraft likes to use other artificial ingredients in its products, like Red 40 and Blue 1 artificial dyes used to color the beverage. These colorings are very common in the food industry, but probably are bad for your health. Paracradine used to make Red 40 was found to be carcinogenic in animals. The British and European parliaments have, have sought to ban Red 40 because of its adverse effect on hyperactivity in children. Concerning Blue 1, the FDA warned in 2003 of several reports of toxicity, including death, temporarily associated with the use of this dye. Of course, the key energy-enhancing ingredient in Mio Energy is, as in the other things, caffeine. But there's a scary twist here. Each serving delivers 60 milligrams of caffeine, which is way less than the energy drinks reported in episode number 10. But what's to stop a caffeine addict from dumping the whole container in 8 ounces of water or some other drink? Then the caffeine dose becomes a staggering 1,080 milligrams, which could be life-threatening to some people, particularly kids. Unfortunately, nobody in a grocery or convenience store would question a 10-year-old kid wanting to purchase that product. Now granted, there is a warning on the bottle which says, quote, for adult use only, always dilute. Use caffeine in moderation. 
Do not add to alcoholic drinks or caffeinated drinks. Consult a doctor if pregnant or nursing. End of quote. But do you really think a store clerk is going to stop a kid from buying this stuff? Not likely. The final type of energy-enhancing products that I want to talk about are called energy shots, as exemplified by 5-Hour Energy. At the Amazon store, the low price for a pack of 12 is $1.78 per bottle, not counting the shipping cost. That's pretty pricey. This company probably has the largest marketing budget of any of the energy drink companies. You hear and see its ads in every media outlet. Here is their hype. Quote, Finding the energy for work and family responsibilities is hard enough. Throw in a second job, go back to school, or simply have a sleepless night, and you're bound to hit the wall. So what do you do? Run for the coffee? Grab a soda? But how long does that last before you need more? Try this instead. Take one five-hour energy shot. It's quick, simple, and made to help hard-working people. The key ingredients in five-hour energy are also available in everyday foods, like broccoli, avocados, bananas, and apples, or already in you. It contains zero sugar, four calories, and as much caffeine as a cup of the leading premium coffee. End of quote. Note that when you're talking about the key ingredients found in broccoli and other foods, they are just talking about the artificial B vitamins and amino acids that they add to their drink. Way deceptive. There's no broccoli or avocado in these drinks. Energy shots are just little bottles of energy drinks that are downed in one fell swoop for a quick boost of energy. Five-hour energy original is a 1.93 ounce container and is marketed as a supplement. The supplement facts label lists the following. Niacin, which is B3, at 150% of the daily value. Paradoxine hydrochloride, which is B6, at a whopping 2,000% daily value. Folic acid at 100% daily value. Cyanocobolamine, which is B12, at, get this, get this, 8,333% of the daily value. Then there's sodium, taurine, glucuronic acid, malic acid, N-acetyl-L-tyrosine, L-phenylalanine, caffeine, and cetylcholine, or cetylcholine, not sure how to say that. The latter seven ingredients are listed under the title, quote, energy blend, unquote. So the amount of caffeine is not given. Other ingredients are purified water, natural and artificial flavors, sucralose, potassium sorbate, sodium benzoate, and EDTA. Since five-hour energy is not a food but a supplement, I'm not going to discuss the ingredients. Uh, However, I will make one comment. about the caffeine content. According to the Caffeine Informer website, there are 200 milligrams of caffeine in this energy shot, more than any of the energy drinks that I discussed in episode number two. In fact, that caffeine amount is identical to a single tablet of no-dose. Coincidence, do you think? So, 
Here are my final thoughts on energy-enhancing drinks. First of all, I'll state that I drank my first and last energy drink in preparing this podcast series. Never again. I think that there's a bunch of hype around these products. There seems to be a real lack of scientific evidence to support the claims of enhanced athletic performance, endurance, psychological well-being, and productivity. I'm particularly concerned about how kids, who don't have the maturity to know what they are consuming and how it might affect them, have easy access to these products. Energy-enhancing drinks should be regulated to protect minors and people who have health problems that might be aggravated by the consumption of these beverages. There seems to be plenty of indirect evidence that these products have addictive properties, another reason why they should be regulated. Finally, if someone really needs a caffeine buzz for increased energy or to simply stay awake, it would be a whole lot cheaper and easier just to pop an alertness aid like no dose. For just 16 cents a tablet, you could get 200 milligrams of caffeine, more than what a typical energy drink provides. Compare that to anywhere from $1.50 to $3 a can for an energy drink. So, food eaters, what do you think? What's your experience with energy-enhancing products? Share your thoughts by emailing me at foodlabelsrevealed at gmail.com. That's foodlabelsrevealed at gmail.com. Until the next episode, take care. And if you want to eat well and keep yourself healthy, eat food mainly from natural plants, not manufacturing plants. Goodbye.